Gary Borham, thank you so much for joining us on the Dark Mode podcast. Thanks, guys. Thanks for, thanks for having me. I feel like uh, in good fashion on Dark Mode, we sort of warm up offline with a, with a range of jokes. So we're, we're moving into this with some good laughs and banter already. So I'm sure this is going to be a very interesting episode, particularly on the war on screens. So it's going to be fun. Yeah, that's right. That's right. I love the title. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's a lot better than my uh, initial, the entrepreneurial journey to combat technology and smartphone addiction, AKA war on screen. So how about, <laughs> how about we start with, um, just give us an idea of your background, Gary, um, what you've been doing and, and what you're currently doing as it relates to hit pause and, um, screen coach as well. Yeah. Go. Hey, firstly, thanks for having me guys. Um, yeah, my, my journey for, um, leading into startups was, was, uh, was a whole raft of, uh, working in adult behavior change programs for corporate organizations. So, you know, helping organizations sort of change and affect, you know, how, how organizations relate to one another, implement new technology quite often. Um, and so that was sort of where I, where, where my sort of background led. Um, but anyhow, it, all, like all great, uh, great ideas, it started at barbecue, a whole lot of parents complaining about kids and screen time, like they do here and around the world. And my wife said the one thing, she just said, you know, could activity trackers came into the conversation, you know, and, uh, and she said, I'd only buy an activity tracker for a kid if it turned on and off all these devices. And I mean, wow, imagine how much movement a kid did accumulated a certain amount of time. When that time elapses, devices get restricted. If you want more time, go outside and get more active. You know, it's that thing that parents are really frustrated about, you know, because the way we're all, I mean, we say kids, but you know, all are locked in on our devices. And, um, and so that's what started screen coach. And uh, we, you know, over the four years there, we've built an amazing product where kids earn screen time from chores, tasks, and movement. And when that time they've earned as elapsed, devices get restricted and, you know, it's about behavior change and, and, and rewards. And we're just using screen time and pocket money now as a currency to, to affect that. Um, so that was, that's been a great journey. Um, and I learned a lot and, and, and funny enough, the hits are related in this. The, the next projects, uh, hit pause started with the same thing, a conversation with my wife, because before hit screen, screen coach, I was a bit of technophobe. You know, I, I'd, I'd look at it every now and then I had to call it my mobile answering machine. I'd leave it in the car for a day or two and then come back to people. Absolutely annoy the hell out of everyone. And this is, we're talking six years ago when it wasn't just as, as, as ever present as it is now. Anyhow. So come down now, now I'm in screen coach. I've got WhatsApp messenger, Slack. Uh, I've got conversations going with a range of groups. We came home from dinner. It's like 11 o'clock at night on a Saturday and I'm sending, you know, uh, probably a WhatsApp message to our tech team in, in the Ukraine. And my wife's like, look, look at this guy. The guy used to be, you know, such a technophobe and now you're so in, entrenched. And I'm like, yeah. And it just got me thinking, you know, and I just started peeling back the layers of why do we just keep going to our phones? What, why do I, you know, start, keep going to my phone? Why do I have to have it at an arm's length? Anyhow, I broke, yeah. it down, broke it down into two bits. One is FOMO, the classic fear of missing out. And the second one's my new acronym. I don't think it's going to take off. Full open it. Yeah, it's got a rhythm. It's the fear of letting other people down. And it's this unwritten social contract that says, I'll get back to you as soon as I can. That keeps us having it at arm's length and checking in and checking in and checking in, you know. And so I'm, I'm just a, so I'm a people watcher. I mean, I think you guys are the same, right? You just watch people and how we observe, how we observe our changes in behavior. Anyhow, I could go on. I, the one, the one that gets me the most at the moment is no one can actually hop in their car and put the key in the ignition and go straight away anymore. We all have to hop in our car, check our phone, then put it down and then it will reply to things and then put our key in the ignition and away we go. And that's just, anyhow, that's a war on screens <laughs> as promised. What a, 
what what an introduction. There's a lot to unravel there. There's probably four different things that I wanted to just jump in and say, tell us more about adult behavioral change, how that's led. But I want to just recap from FOMO to Philoped. (laughs) I think that's brilliant. Yeah. And you know, this is really topical too, because you're always on nature of notifications, how connected we are across the globe. You know, there is the time pressure and the nature associated with how we interact with digital devices. Um, I did want to throw over to Ben though, just to do a little curly one here, Ben, as a parent, what are your initial thoughts as you hear Gary really speak through the screen time, you know, the, the bartering in the family as it relates to, you know, do some chores, do some meaningful things around the house and you can, you can earn your screen time. Initial thoughts. Well, it was funny. I don't know if the audience will be able to see this on video, but I hit mute before as my daughter walked in on school holidays and asked if she could play Roblox. And at that moment, I was like, sign me up, Gary, sign me up. Yeah. <laughs> Ben's but gone I mean, straight over here to the yeah, website. Absolutely. Free trial. <laughs> I'm on pricing at the moment. Here we go. Um, <laughs> but no, honestly, I think it's, a, it's so topical. It's, it's so topical for all parents. You know, you go to any barbecue, any gathering, uh, and it will come up at some point in time. Yeah. Uh, whether it's, you know, how long do you give, what devices, are they getting a new device? They're moving into this. What age should we do that? How long do you give screen time? Yep. What apps are they allowed to use? You know, yep. the, the topical one for us at the moment is there's a, a game called Roblox, which is a bit wild and it took me a long time to, to give in to um, my oldest playing it, but, uh, it's, you know, what worlds are they allowed to play in and, you know, what privacy, uh, settings have you got, but it is so topical. And I think it is so important as we navigate the the digital natives that are the next generation coming through um, and how we put some controls in place to support their use of and their development through technology, but at the same time, uh, make sure it's safe and controlled. Mm. If I could jump in as well, look, you know, when I say we say the war on screens, you know, both at Screen Coach and Hit Pause, we, we, we really think technology is important, right? Like it's not the, it's not the enemy. It's amazing. You know, it's, it's great for education. My kids learned the colors of the rainbow from, 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 from an iPad, um, for entertainment, obviously, you know, roadblocks, et cetera, you know, and, and, and also just for, you know, general look as an apparent, the occasional electronic babysitter, you know, what I mean? you know yeah. it, it, it fills a whole lot of areas for us. And but we really looked at that. We had focus groups and it was fascinating. You know, we had these focus groups of parents and We'd start with these polite conversations of, oh, yes, you know, kids and screens. Oh, it's a bit of a battle. <laughs> and then somewhere in the conversation, we'd rip the scab off and they'd be like, and then the other day, then my kid did this and I went, and it just, it just escalates. You know, we had people in our, in our um, focus groups, uh, uh, one family had to put the, the modem and the, and the Xbox under their mattress because they put it under the bed, the kids would get it, under their mattress so that they could go to sleep at night, right? We had an architect wow. in Melbourne. Who would who would have the um the uh, the Xbox at, at his desk being mocked by the team he employed because he knew that if that was at home they were gonna they were gonna skip school and go home and get it and so you know these the level of addiction that's out there and that then we took that probably the more extreme levels and probably something we don't personally ch- ta- tackle um, as marks but you know our screen time and screen coach was about that one of the best things we did ever from again from our pilot program was um, we put the kid control back to kids. And, uh, that's been the real game changers because it's a position like a bucket. We say, you know, parents get to choose how, how many liters in the bucket. So you might say two hours today, you might even give them a little bit to start with, you know, 10, 20, 20 minutes. And then the rest they have to earn. And then, and we, and we game fight it. So it's, so, so it's designed so the kids know that if they do something like empty the dishwasher, they get so many minutes, but they do it without you barking, reminding or nagging them, they get double time. 
the kids are on the hunt to find those things first. And the kids start taking initiative. Yep. We, I, we built screen codes to, to change and challenge and uh, the behavior change for kids. And once you get the most behavior change, the parents, they start to realize if you give a little, you get a lot. Then the kids are starting to pair like, what the hell? I've got kids is making cakes for no reason. Like they just grabbing your pack, you know, you got your, your Mrs. Green's field packet and then they just start making it. You're like, what? a little bit out of control, but they're kids taking initiative in your house. And I can tell you right now, Ben, most parents would just die for that. Kids who just aren't wedded, you know, who just don't wake up and their very first thought in their head, their head is roadblocks. Yeah. Whatever. I think it's, uh, I think you're absolutely right there. And, um, and, and I'm pretty fortunate. You know, my kids don't unglued to technology all the time they've, they've got that imagination that we've we've tried to help craft over the years uh, which i think is so important but there are a lot of families out there that need to use it as a digital babysitter which they just don't have the means to be able to support it or they might not be as fortunate in terms of being able to work from home and being able to manage kids at the same time so i do see the the, the flip side of it i guess the the duality of both of them um, but talk us through, Gary, you mentioned adult change behavior was the start state for this. Was that the linkage between the adult change behavior piece into what is now, um, your two businesses? I, I guess there is a, a level of similarity between adult change behavior and then transitioning into child behavior, but then the parallels between could be quite similar. Oh, absolutely. Look, I, I think often, um, adults are just kids in big clothing, right? Um, so I find it fair. There, there's a lot of similarities. But yeah, right. And it's true. I was actually just what you mentioned that that piece around imagination. Last week I was at London Tech Week. I was lucky. Um, our, our headquarters was picked up by Advanced Queensland to go to London for London Tech Week, and amazing to see where the world is going from an investment point of view, from a um, technology point of view, where AI is because frightening is all heck uh, because it's everything that everyone's talking about. But one of the stats that I that I, and I had a screenshot of it um, was from Microsoft and their the, the big, um, concern about the lack of innovation that's occur, occurring right now in their, in their, in their, in their employee landscape. I know I've got, I haven't answered the question there, Ben, but you know, there's this real change that's happening out there right now. And the fact that, you know, the tech, the, the ability to have technology takes, takes so many decisions off our hands. It is actually, I don't like the word dumbing us down, but it's, it's simplifying us to a point where we're sort of, you know, waiting for the answers to come to us and being fed that way. So that's, that's another personal pa passion and project of mine. Um, Gary, so can, I just, can I just, can I just ask Gary, just before you go on to answer that, just really quickly, can you elaborate on what you meant by the Microsoft point as to a lack of innovation for employees? Is that around the behavior piece as well? Yeah, uh, it was more just an observation that I, that, that they, they did a presentation over the course of, over the course of the week. And I just wanted, there was a couple of screens that they put up there that really started to show me where hit pause and screen coach fit, fit into, in, into the global landscape. Um, in nice. that you know, people, there is a challenge that the strength of technology is also becoming our weakness, you know, like it's, it's become so easy to do things, you know, and so com convenient and, and it gets to the point where we now sort of waiting for those answers, you know, and, and as I said, I was really blessed to be over there and, and see where AI is heading and, um, and it's just sort of blessed and, and scared to see where it's heading in, in the fact that it's, it's making things so much easier. Gosh, you know, I, I mean, I love chat. It's, it's, it writes half my emails these days. It, it paraphrases and proofread most of the information I ever send out. Um, God, it's, it, you know, it's a, it saves my wife having to proofread things. Um, yeah, read this and tell me what you think. <laughs> Um, that, you know, anyhow, I've not answered one question now, I've just rabbled on. <laughs> no, yeah, I'm, no, for sure. But it's I, the interesting context and storytelling too, Gary, absolutely. Because what I noticed in just my daily observations as well, especially as you just mentioned there, ChatGPT exploded 
But lo and behold, it's been six months and the amount of people who haven't actually used it yet is really, really surprising to me personally. So mm-hmm. I think dovetails back to that point you made about the innovation is almost really polarizing as technology innovates and accelerates is we do find this really push and pull motion where it's, it's providing so many more automations and accelerations mm-hmm. and easier ways to do things. But then on the other end, that human aspect of it, there's a lot of people that are not really embedding it into their day-to-day. Look, I, I agree, but I think you'll see that that, you know, us early adopters, right? And I think that's the story of us on this is going to go. But now with Microsoft starting to feed, lead it into PowerPoint, into Word, into that, it's going to hit that early majority and then it's going to really take off because then those people who are going, oh my God, you know, I've got some friends of mine who I would not, wouldn't call laggards, but certainly probably early, early and going, this thing, is this, is this real? Is this legal? Um, you know, and we've been playing with it for the last six months going, this is awesome. Um, <laughs> yeah. We're in the uh, tech bubble. <laughs> right. And we're in that bubble and I've shared it with some friends and they sort of play along. And then, you know, a month later they go, oh my God. So I honestly subscribe for 2024 as that becomes um, into that. And that's a pretty quick turnaround, right? Like, you know, technology used to take a couple of years to get across. Now it's taking a couple, you know, six to six months. Like that's, that's really quick to get into the, into that, into that market. So, um, yeah, it's going to be exciting, um, opportunity, but also what's a lead for the world, so, you know, my mantra is to help us, help us all. You know, I think that's, that's the sort of the backbone of what I'm about. Darren, you probably hear and, and talk with a lot of, of parents just dialing back to the, the last subject, cause I'm fascinated by it. Have, have you got a view on when do we introduce AI chat GPT to the youth? You know what? I've never thought about that. When you introduce chat. God, you know, you said that your kids, your kids, your kids are, are probably into it already. Like they're so, they're so quick into, onto technology. My, I've got a 14 year old and a nine year old. My 14 year old, she introduces me to what's coming up next, right? Like I think I keep, I'm, I'm in a, yeah, I'm in a, I'm in a digital hub. I've got a lot of guys around here always playing with cool stuff, but there'd be one, once or twice a year I go, my daughter showed me this. And they're like, oh my God, that's amazing. You know, Miro before Miro was what it is. Um, yeah. It's, so it's, um. Love Miro. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> when, when, when do we introduce kids to chat? Well, I mean, students, it's, stu- it's really, it's, it's a general landscape of students anyhow, right now, like, you know, any, anyone in gra- grade six plus, they're already starting to think about how they can better, better write an essay, how something can do the work for them. Um, yeah. Mm. I don't know. I don't know how we're going to control that. That, that, that's out of the bag. It's a hard one because you don't want them to be left behind and be part of that laggard sense. You sort of want them to be part of the early adopters, you know, forecasting how it's going to impact you know, the, the next evolution of workforces, but I'm always interested to hear people's, uh, answer to that one because it's such a, a, a undefined, uh, question. Gabe, what are your thoughts on it? On introducing the new technologies to the next generation? Yeah. Like chat GPT and, uh, and, and yeah, I don't, AI. I don't even think they need to be introduced. They just have this amazing ability. Like you mentioned before, Ben, digital natives, they're already onto mm. it yeah. and, you know, there's like, again, just really picking up on human nature and the observations in our daily lives. And I'm sure we all see it, but just how integrated we are with apps, instant messaging and the like, there's definitely what I see intergenerationally, some of the like more mature generations, even just in the workplace, aren't necessarily like really quick to respond on Slack, but we have this running joke where sort of the over 40s aren't on Slack, the under 40s are on Slack, you know, the instant messaging and the corporate domain, because it's just like. There is, again, that really polarizing 
I don't know if you'd call it expertise, but just the usage and the interfacing with these emerging technologies. So as it relates to AI, ChatGPT, emergent things for the children, I think that they are actually like already all over it. My personal opinion, and I don't mean to um, go out here and say, yeah, you hear the kids, <laughs> yeah. you, they're, no, they're at the back yeah. asking Alexa questions. I don't know if you can, yeah, one of the guys here's made um, a chatbot for each one of his kids, and and they're now having arguments over, over, over you know, all my, you know, um, what the conversations they're having with their various um, electronic friends. Yeah. 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 It's, really, it's, it's yeah. amazing. And this is where, you know, funny enough. So I built hit pause as, um, an out of office responder to your social media messaging services. You might sit there and say, Hey, I'm talking to the dark mode crew, catch you at midday, press hit pause and heavy jump in WhatsApp messenger Slack. They get that message back and it gives you the ability to put your phone down, knowing that someone's looking after that conversation and you don't have to race and check your phone. This is for that mental de detoxification. That's really where it started. Um, you know, now we're, we're about to do a pilot with Officeworks. We're looking at generative AI because everyone is, but we're actually looking because what we found, we're doing some, we've, we've been in the app store now for about eight weeks. We've got 150 users in the US, the UK, Australia, New Zealand, and they, they, they're loving what, what it does from that, that, that time piece. But what happens is they come back to their phone and they've got 12, 15, 20 people to get back to. And we're going to put a little bit of simple bot chat in there that'll sort of say, elicit what it is. Cause remember when someone messages you, they want something, right? Ben wants to go out for gold. Gay wants to have a meeting, you know, whatever it may be. And just be able to come back to your phone and realize that you could actually, you know, have a really simple interface to go, okay, golf, Saturday, yes, you know, um, uh, you know, meeting and be able to sort that out really quickly. We start to see this, you know, start turning to this, this into a PA in your pocket is where sort of hit pause is heading in that, in that way. And it's about setting those boundaries. And, and this is, this is a new conversation you see, because as, as we are all indoctrinated, as we are all 24, seven, 365, we now have to have that next conversation about. How do we, how do we manage it? What's socially acceptable to manage? Because there's that whole new conversation that people are starting to walk into. And that's where, that's where we want to be at out in front of. Nice one, Gary. So does it centralize everything into hit pause from all of those different domains or those apps to centralize this into hit pause? And I have the ability to respond through the hit central hit pause app. Is that how it Correct, works? Correct. Yes. So, so you, nice. so you put a link, but there's a link between each app and hit pause. And then you press when you write on it. Because it is MVP at this stage, it's really right. One flat message, press hit pause. That will go out to each of those services. So if they hit you up in WhatsApp, message goes back in WhatsApp, Slack, Messenger, the, the like. We currently just integrate with um, WhatsApp, Messenger, Slack, Signal, and Telegram. Um, pretty clear we need to put Insta Instagram in there and LinkedIn at a minimum. You know, if we're going to go to other parts of the world, Line, Kakao, WeChat, those others as well. And that's how, that's how, that's how our, our, our sort of our roadmap at the moment. Um, but you know, the, the big piece is from this HR tech point of view, you know, there's organizations saying we want to be able to give our team the ability to power down, to actually take time off and to actually get some, some sort of, some sort of recovery because in, you know, in the, in the global, global world that we're in, people are, are starting to burn out, you know, hybrid working, um, has started to change the landscape on and off time. We're starting to go, oh, well, you know, it's 11 o'clock at night. I'll just send the email now. That's fine. But. And that's okay for today. It's, it's today's efficiency, but over, over a stretch of time, the burnout is, is the real piece that's starting to play out. And um, that's, a, that's, that's where we're starting to see where hit pause is coming out. See, there's just a tool and a novel idea in my head, but it, it's now becoming something quite, quite, quite significant and getting quite a lot of um, looks from a range of organizations. Seems to be a really good use case for focus time there as well, Gary. Um, I can yeah. see that being great for focus time. You know, you're in meetings between these hours and the day, hit pause yep. during those times. 
what I think would be cool, and, and I know that it's an MVP at the moment, so uh, selfishly, is uh, a cool feature would be is if at the end of pause time, it sends you a centralized report of all the messages you've got, and then the AI can prioritize, you know, that yep. message said tomorrow, this message said next week, so therefore it's lower down the chain. That that would be cool. I didn't see, you know, great. Do you want to come on board as a, yeah. come on board yeah, as a CTO, Ben? The roadmap gets pushed out all the time, but there is certainly will be for reporting when you come back. There yeah. is a, there is a base level of reporting when you, when you come back as well as to what, how many messages have been sent. But then we want to triage that into priorities of social work. Um, and then look, there'll be white listing. So there's white label listing. So you can let, let some things come through when need be. Um, and you'll be able to have different modes. Our overall goal is for us to be a widget on, on the, on the, on the front page of your phone. So you'll have a range of modes. It might be that, that sort of meeting mode, that weekend mode, that school holidays mode, you know, and you just literally click it and, and it will make your WhatsApp respond to certain groups, certain ways. Um, that that's, that's sort of where, where we're heading down the track. I said, it's, it's, uh, we're building this parachute as we fall, which is the life of a startup, right? Okay. We'll have to introduce Gary to Kai uh, from light mode. Yeah. Light phone. Nice. The light phone. Light mode. Yeah. <laughs> from the light phone. Yeah. Light, light phone's very light cool. Mode. Jeez, this is, you guys. Yeah. Yeah. We've, we've got a lot of ideas, Gary. So hold yeah, on cool. tight. No, no. Yeah. <laughs> um, to momentarily play the role of antagonist really briefly, Gary, yeah. why don't people just turn on their focus mode on yeah. their device? And the, only, and, the, and the only challenge with your do not disturbs and focus modes is just letting people know where you are and when you're going to get back to them. Because what happens is you'll go, oh, I'm on do not disturb mode. And they go, hey, you know, it's on, 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 on focus. So I don't know how long and where for. And what happens there after about five or 10 minutes, I think, oh, shit, you know what? I'll just send, I'll just send a WhatsApp. Okay, I'll mm. just send an email. Okay, and in essence, mm. that, what's happening is we just start adding more fuel to the, fuel to that, to the, to the fire. And the other piece, of course, is when you're coming back, and this is where we see that uh, that chat piece, is you'll come back and be able to understand what they look reaching out for and what they need. Because when this becomes a PA in your pocket, it's a really crass example to be like Tinder. <laughs> you'll come back and it'll just sit there and say, Ben, golf, Saturday, you'll have some yes and no options. And you'll just sort of go, yes, no, select them. So you can actually triage and manage your life a lot quicker and simpler. Um, so mm. it's beyond just, just actually letting people know what, that you're off, why you're off, when you're getting back to them. And, um, and then also being able to manage yourself to come back online easily too. Yeah. Nice. It's the responsiveness and the communication back to the individual. Like, again, just thinking about my personal experiences, like I, if I'm on the, if I'm on a phone call, for example, if someone tries to call me, it just shoots them straight to, doesn't it actually, it doesn't even shoot them to voicemail. It's really obnoxious. It just hangs up on you and, yeah. and literally use the you can attest. And when I get around to calling them back, people are like, like literally every at least yeah. every second conversation, if not most of them, I try to call you and it just, it just hung up on me. I'm like, okay, so in the future, if that happens, it just means I'm on the phone and I'll call you back as soon as mm. I can. But yeah. it's just like this really interesting dynamic between like, people just don't know what's going on. It's like, we can't reach you, you know, SOS and similar to your explanation then Gary, it's like, okay, well then get me on Slack or send me a text message or email me through. And it's like, Hey, Hey, Hey. And you, know, you can imagine it ex exacerbates when there's a myriad of numerous other people trying to do that so yeah really interesting the fundamental problem you are solving with something like it was funnily enough from the employer point of view and what we're finding is that there's, there's two edges to it as well so part of them part of the organizations we're looking to do pilot programs with is they actually see it from a at a way to give their team permission or the appropriate way to to, to hit pause because you know to, to, because 
you know, this is, this is two weeks, double, two, two, double edged sword, right? So saying, Hey, I'm hitting pause. That's fine. That's great. He's working after his mental health. And the boss is also like, what about our customers? What about, what about, what about? So trying to find that balance is really, is it, is it place where HR and large organizations are struggling to find that? Like what, what is appropriate to say you, you can and can't do? How can we allow them to do it? So there's one edge that they're, they're, they're seeing it from that point of view, being able to give the guidance and the boundaries to that, because just, just sending out a blanket email or putting an update and saying, Hey, take some time out. Doesn't really translate into what people can do. There's also that, 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 that I wouldn't say fear, but you know, there's that employee consideration of well, what happens if I are telling and telling people that I'm off, what are, you know, and, and, and the, and the experience of that. So that's one place that we're looking at. They're also seeing it. This, this one came out of the blue for me the other day is, um, as a, um, uh, an employee, a, a tool to actually help them gain employees, attract better quality employees. Because, you know, at the end, at the moment, every message goes back, the last four words are powered by hit pause. So it's, it's the ability for us to virally grow our business. So, you know, if you do hit pause, Ben, for, you know, and, and 15 people message you, then you're actually warm introducing me to 15 new people um, with hit pause. With some organizations, you know, they're looking to be able to actually have, have, have ac access to those, those lines as well. It might be endorsed by Officeworks and, and, power, and powered by hit pause. And so therefore, like, so now they become an employer of choice where they're like, actually, these guys give it, actually talk, talk, talk about mental health and mental wellness and employee well-being and actually doing something about it. Um, so they're seeing that as a real potential for this tool to actually be a, an employee recruitment strategy. As I said, I never, you know, when you walk down this path of starting something, you don't know where it's going to end up. Maybe, maybe I just become an, an employee tool. Who knows? Um, but uh, it's one of the interesting aspects that organizations are seeing is the ability to, to really genuinely um, employee wellbeing. We've, I've had some fascinating chats to some large organizations around Australia um, and told them about we hit pauses and some, are like, some HR teams are like, that's awesome. Can we get involved? Other ones are like, that's really awesome. We'll never do it. And they're like, what? I said, look, it's on the brochure, but the reality is if it affects the bottom line, we don't do it. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So it's, it's the world that we're in. What's uh, just on the startup side, Gary, in running a business, who are you primarily selling to? Are you in the office of the HR? Chief HR officer, are you more selling to the CTO? Are you a bit more universal? Does it vary on use case or interest? We're starting at the moment with um with the HR team. They they seem to have they they drive it, but of course, obviously, you're going to be talking to CTOs fairly soon afterwards as well. Um, look at depending on the size organisations we're dealing with, those mid mid tier size companies, there, there's a, there's a fairly conversational narrative between those groups. We're not finding it too sticky, um, but. Uh, well, well, at the moment, that seems to be working our best way. CTOs, nice. look, they're, they're less concerned about the like, touchy-feely stuff. I know it sounds really, oh, I want to dumb things down too much, but, you know, they sort of, they're just more about the technology and if it can bleed in with what they've already got as well. Um, that's it. That's sort of their primary concern when they get involved. So it's the HR people are our drivers. Yeah. And I can imagine too, from an architectural level, you'd be integrating the solution across the tech stack and just looking at how it again, just connects and automates and gives that responsiveness across where most of the employees are coming into as a communication interface. So super interesting. Yeah. Ben, I know you're about to jump in there and say something as the, as the, as the CTO on the call. No, I just, I just find it fascinating <laughs> and that, uh, that you've got the ability to do that. I think from a HR perspective, having you know, team times where you can give back an hour in everyone's day just to block out and say, this is your hour to get yep. the things done that you might not have the time throughout the day to do, like send all those emails that you've just been banking up because you're on back-to-backs or just go and have a lunch break. Yep. 
these simple things that we seem to have forgotten in that work from home mode or hybrid mode, or even in office mode, you know, here's your hour, do the things that you need to do within that hour. If you've got them done, go and have a coffee and chat to the guys and the girls at the, at the coffee machine, Uh, you know, those simple things. But from a, from an architecture perspective, I agree, Gabe, it's, um, that, that would be, yeah, I see, I see your point, Gary, in selling to the HR folks, but selling to the CTO at the same time, it, it then gives them the ability to see when those apps aren't being utilized to be able to put in change management plans uh, and yeah. updates and things like that you could push out to the organization. So there's, there's benefits in, in selling to both there. And I think it's just about navigating that conversation with the CTOs of the world to say, here's your ability to manage when the apps are and aren't being used for uh, the update policies. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Good. Yeah. Well, there's certainly a real appetite to find the data about what, how people are hitting balls. And that de-identified information is showing where, where the teams are at and what's happening in their organization as well. Gary, it's interesting. There's almost a bit of an inception plot twist here because you're using technology to solve a technology problem. But could we just rabbit hole a little bit here as it relates to the technology dependencies, the smartphone addiction, you know, these realms of, again, the human-centric nature of where these challenges are coming from and how that's really informed your solution? There, there are 8 billion smartphones out there right now. You know, like it's a scary number. 83% of the population globally has a smartphone. And there's a, this interesting relationship between the uptake of, or adoption of smartphones um, in the last six or seven years and the um, interesting relationship to mental health um, creeping all the way from uh, overwhelm and burnout all the way through to depression and, and suicide. And, you know, it's been interesting statistics. and and research done by a range of universities, longitudinal and, and situational studies to start to show some of those. And, and that's one of the challenges, I think, that starts to point the finger at some of, some of, the, some of the issues that are occurring with us and our relationship with technology. We can build machines. Computers are incredible. You know, I mean, they, we can build machines that can, that can think and can, and can never not, not work. I mean, I was away, I was blessed to be away from London Tech Week with some real, 12 really amazing products. And one of the guys is a, has ag tech and he's got a product that goes up and down, up and down rows of cotton, chipping out weed overnight, you know, and, and, and any, any weather in any way, it starts cutting out weeds. It, it's, it's a, it's a fun st- story, but it's amazing that, you know, in the old days, we had to wait for the sun to come up so we could chip these weeds and his machine can go around and do all that sort of stuff. And so technology, what I point to is technology is amazing and has the ability to work 24, 7, 365. The problem is the users can't, you know, we, we, we're not built that way. And as much as we want to be built that way, and yes, it's, it's the occasional outlier, like an Elon Musk, who, who the hell knows if the guy ever sleeps. The reality is the majority of us can't and don't, and probably don't really need to, you know, like we've got this gift of being, and now, now I can get all philosophical, but you know, we've got this gift called life. We get to do amazing, crazy, cool stuff. You know, if you're really blessed, you might live on the Gold Coast or the Sunny Coast. Sorry, Gabe. But you know, you can go out <laughs> and do really crazy, cool things like go for a swim this morning and watch the sunrise. You know, it's, it, it's the sun, Gabe. It's what happens in the morning after gray clouds. We have the ability to have this amazing thing. And, and I just, that, that's, that's where my fear is, is we're missing out on life by being too indoctrinated by this. And, and I said, the statistics are starting to show that as well. Once again, I've proven consistently that I haven't ever answered the question, but I've been somewhere close to the topic. I was going to say, Elon really must not sleep. Oh, gosh. That was terrible. We've got another <laughs> clapper there. Edit. 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 <laughs> I thought that was one. a good one from me. 
Go on. I reckon if, if you've been hanging on to that yeah, you've been hanging on. Oh yeah. Well, it just came. It just came to me then, Gary. It just came to me then. Yeah. <laughs> She's got a, a chalkboard. She just crossed it off. Done. Because <laughs> I reckon we'll see Elon Musk sleeping uh, if he fights Mark Zuckerberg. Um, that'll probably be. I reckon we will be yeah. absolutely. Sign me. I'm going straight to the Pentagon for that one. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be great. It's going to be. I love the sentiment, Gary. I think it's um it's important uh work that we need to start um embracing. Um, mm. you're right with the burnout. You're right with you know even worse from burnout. The after effects of burnout, if it gets too dark, can be you know life threatening, um, which is which is terrible. Um, but we are seeing that, and we are seeing it within our youth. So I think the two products you've created are, are fascinating uh, from a technical standpoint, but also in a philosophical standpoint. I think they are super important for the world we live in today. So um, kudos to you. Yeah. Pro work, Gary. Love it. And to wrap up, is there a way that people could get in touch with you where they want to learn a little bit more about hip pause or a little bit more about screen coach? How could they reach out, Gary? Yeah, easily. Look, um, i probably put it in the show notes as well, but obviously jumping on the website, looking for hip pause with a Z in it for uh, for us and our web, web page. Uh, my name, Gary Warren, you know, posted in all the different places of Instagram and uh and Facebook and the like, so please reach out in, in any way possible as well. And this contact page is there. Screen Coach and Hit Pause, both available in the app stores. So you can download, do trials, have a play, um, see where see where it fits in the landscape. And always looking for people to add to the product management team. So Ben, jump on in. I oh, love it. <laughs> Keep up the great work, Gary. Thank you so much for the for the work that you do in this domain as well. It's a really important issue and challenge to tackle. So. Yeah, all the best with it. We'll definitely stay in touch and we'll be sure to link a lot of those that you mentioned in the show notes for the Dark Mode yeah. community as well. So thanks so much Excellent. for joining us on Dark Mode today. Uh, really again, thank you. Thanks for the time, guys. Really been good. Thanks, Gary. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe to our YouTube channel or leave us a rating on your favorite podcast platform. See you on the next episode of Dark Mode.